Wait a second. You thought this was going to be a podcast about Ash and his lifelong battle with losing, huh? Heck no. This is a podcast for ace trainers that are all about strength, will, and the desire to be a champion. This is the Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast, where we talk strategy, team building, and all things pertaining to competitive Pokemon battling. So get ready. Only real trainers and their Pokemon can survive and become a legend. Hey, what's up, Poke Trainers out there? Welcome back. I know it's been two weeks, but hey, life's a thing, but we're back and we're ready to talk Pokemon here on the Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast. My name is Tom Jude, I'm your host, and I'm always joined by the Wartortle of this crew, my friend, my co-host, Mr. Jimmy Baca. Jimmy, what's up, baby? How you been, bud? I have been enjoying the full force of allergy season. So, other than uh, being outside and being completely miserable, life's been good. Yeah, I mean, it has been nice outside, so I know that, I mean, allergies, yes, it's a thing, but at least that means the weather's warming up, especially in western New York. Yeah, no snow. That certainly is a nice thing, and for those of you who don't know, we get snow any time of year. There's no real rhyme or reason. Yeah, yeah, so you got I don't know, wherever you guys are, wherever you guys are training your Pokemon, whatever region you're in, you don't know what snow's like till you're in the western New York region. But today, we've got some pretty sweet topics for you guys today. We are going to, of course, we will begin with our Pokemon of the day, a nice Gen 1-er, a uh, nice familiar face. We'll talk about him, one of my favorites. I know Jimmy loves him too. We are also going to talk about, does nostalgia inhibit you from building the right team? Whether you like some guys and you feel like you're compelled to use them, and does that in fact hamper your ability to create a constructive team, maybe a synergistic team? Can you do it with nostalgia in mind? We're also going to talk about some good Evilite Pokemon, because a lot of our favorites, especially our our home one here, Wartortle, is a decent candidate for Evilite. So we figured we'd talk about some cool Evilite Pokemon that we like. And not necessarily. Pokemon you're slapping Evil Light onto, but it's the subcategory of Pokemon that Evil Light would give benefit to. Absolutely, and we'll we'll talk about. I want to shout out to some of the early followers on the podcast. Thank you guys so much. If you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, go ahead and find us at H and W Pokemon Pod, or hit us up on Gmail at or at Heracross and Wartortle at gmail.com that you can contact us questions. We're going to start some giveaways that we'll start talking about at the end of the show just because we want to grow this community of wonderful trainers, the opinions, the voices of everybody. It matters, right, Jim? Yeah, and there's some things that we want to do as a community that at this point in time we might not have a large enough community to achieve for instance doing a few tournaments right i mean that sounds like so much fun i want to battle our listeners i mean they love pokemon as much as us which is why they're listening to the show i mean we're doing this show out of passion you know passion and nostalgia nostalgia we'll get to nostalgia in a bit so let's jump right into the pokemon of the day jim what is the pokemon of the day the Pokemon of the day is a 
purple slime ball called muck. Muck. What is it backwards again? Pe- people who can spell can figure it out. Why? A... I don't understand why it took me till just today, May nineteenth, two thousand sixteen, to figure out when what happens when you spell muck backwards. Stupid tangent. But let's Gr- talk granted, about. Granted, one of the letters is changed, but. Right. It's, pretty obvious. I, it's still pretty obvious, and I should have caught on to that. Uh, but let's jump into this thing's competitive viability because that's what we're that's what we want to talk about. Obviously, we've talked in the past how fairies are a thing now because of the you know dragons being such a relevant force in the metagame. So with the rise of fairies, also brings the rise of poison. So Muck is a very viable Pokemon to construct an NU slash RU team as one of your core members, which we talked about in the last podcast. If you missed it, go find us on iTunes, go find us on Stitcher or at our blog home and uh, go check out those old episodes. So if you were building a mock gym, what would be kind of some of the first things that you're looking at? What would you want to use its moveset statistically? What would you do with this thing? Uh, one of the reasons I enjoy mock is it gets access to infestation, which isn't the best move in the world, mm-hmm. but I like trapping an opponent. I like forcing an opponent to have to stick it out. Right. And Muck's not really the guy who's usually going to get it done for you, but if you got good setup or you got some alleviating coverage to come in after that, infestation muck can really be a versatile playing card in your deck of six absolutely as a fighting resist that's always nice fairy again resisting fairy is huge you resist grass you resist other poison bug not so viable but you know you still have that there in the back pocket um again i like lux muck statistics um Really big HP, that solid 105. So if you invest 252 EVs into HP, you're looking at 414 at level 100. Has a really nice solid attack, 105. So those, uh, you know, your poison jabs, if you want to go with power and go for a, a gunk shot, that option's there. Although I've always been more of a, I'd rather play it safe. Not to mention poison jab does have a 30% chance to poison. So you have that extra damage in the back pocket there as well. He gets curse. Curse is huge, especially when you talk about having that 105 attack and having a 75 defense, which isn't good really standing on its own. But when you start to add curses with that HP stat, muck can be a beast to kind of take down i mean he can be ridiculous what do you think about that uh sorry i was kind of focusing in on something else so i wasn't (laughs) actually hearing what you were saying well the audience heard what i was saying and they could formulate their own opinions but the point is that muck is a beast you can use him offensively i like him with an assault vest Base 100 spec D, so if you wanted to go with a sassy or you wanted to go with a careful nature, you really utilize Muck's spec D uh, stat. 
Uh, you get 328 at level 100. Uh, obviously, anytime we mention statistics on this podcast, we're assuming that it's uh, you've got the 31 IV. Uh, I'm not going to keep going back and forth and yeah. going to say that. Uh, so at three, you're getting 328 spec D. That's pretty solid. I obviously wouldn't put all my EVs in a spec D if I'm using an assault vest set, but the fact that that kind of potential is there. So you have two ways to boost Muck's defenses with that, I wouldn't say gargantuan HP, but that really solid HP, and you've got 105 attack. And again, let's look at some of these moves. You get Ice Punch. You get Thunder Punch. It gets all the elemental punches for the most part. I mean, it gets Fire, Thunder, and Ice. Rock Slide. Those are the three mains. That's actually pretty interesting for a uh, Pokemon that's essentially liquid ooze. Yeah, you get power-up punch, so if you wanted to use that assault vest and really take advantage of that high spec D, you still have a way of boosting other stats via power-up punch. One of the moves I think is nice for Mach is using Explosion, especially mm, in conjunction yes. with the Infestation. Um Muck is with the infestation is great if you've had someone set up your two layers of toxic spikes prior. Um, if the opponent's been poisoned, badly poisoned by toxic spikes, they can't get out. You infestation them. Um, you use an explosion. I mean, Muck isn't going to be your ace in the hole. If you can take down a pretty bulky mod by using an explosive mock, uh, kudos to you. Uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. There's a lot of variability to it, but it's viable if you can pull it off. No, that, absolutely. I think that's awesome, just exploding in somebody's face. And again, with that high attack, you can do it. This is a completely crazy set but i mean you have base 65 attack if you went modest a 65 is terrible but you go modest you go 252 spec a you put a choice specs on it i mean it gets thunderbolt it gets um you know these coverage type moves it you know i'm not saying i would do that but it gets giga drain it you know it gets like these, again, these focus blasts. It, it can do, oh, there it is, flamethrower. Uh, it doesn't get ice beam, sadly, but still, flamethrower, thunderbolt type coverage. And with that infestation, maybe you trap someone, you hit them super effectively. I don't know. All I'm saying is there are there is a move set here for Muck to be had. And again, we mentioned it in lower tiers. I will I will use Muck and build a core around him. Not I'm, he's not my shining star, but I would use him as a primary core piece and just account for just a ground and a psychic weakness. And psychic isn't super prevalent, uh, so you know as long as you at not least not as have, much as Gen yeah, One, not as much as Gen One. So as long as you have something that can cover the ground. Uh, that's good. It does have a decent ability to sticky hold, so it can be a knockoff user for your team. Maybe give it a rocky helmet, um, and you know, just be a straight up knockoff absorber. Because knockoff, when it hits st- someone with the sticky hold ability, uh, it does it, it it calculates the damage as if there's no held item. So knockoff becomes pretty weak, and I'm doing damage with the rocky helmet that 
coveted assault vests that you're using. It's it, it, you never have to worry about it because trick also doesn't work against sticky holds. So these are certain things about muck that are viable. You're obviously never running stench ever, and if you consider running and stench, poison touch, should... poison touch is viable. It's I would say sticky hold just has a uh, more. It just. It seemingly is the stronger of the two abilities, not to take anything away from the, the usage of using Poison Touch. I just think Sticky Hold kind of brings more to the table. I agree with you, and I and I actually agree with everything you said. There is some viability to Poison Touch. It's not completely, shouldn't be completely thrown to the wayside because poison jab with poison chest, you're talking about a 60% chance of a poison every turn. I'll take those odds. And when you start building up residual damage along with that 105 base attack, you're going to slowly start to see that HP going away. And you're going to be like, oh, crap. I need to either get out or find a way to beat this mock. So. Or you're going to start feeling nostalgic and want your own mock. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe it's time we start talking about this. I know this was an idea you wanted to talk about. This was this idea was your brainchild, to use your word. Um, so, you know what? Well, why don't you kick us off, dude? So, do you think nostalgia, uh, you know, hurts team building? And before you do that, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, I'm just going to throw it out there. If I don't plug us, who will for that community that we so desperately desire to battle and converse with? You can follow us on Twitter at... H-N-W, Pokemon Pod. Nostalgia. 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 Uh, let's face it. We, we've been playing the game for the better part of two decades now. I mean, we've been well-versed from back when this was black and white pixels on your Game Boy screen that had no backlight to it. Uh-huh. There's some Pokemon you caught in Gen 1 that just really suck. Right. But for some reason, you just love them. And for me, the bigger uh, Achilles heel would be Gen 2. I loved Silver back in the day. And one of my favorite Great Pokemon, generation. One of my favorite Pokemon is Sunflora, which is just <laughs> it's, not not a good Pokemon. It's so terrible. Statistically. It's, 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 I would never consider using it. But, I mean, it's awesome that you love it, though. That's sweet. Um, But another Pokemon from Gen 2 I love that has a little more viability, granted not much more, is Zatu. And, I mean, when the... Battle of Hoenn was a thing probably about a year ago now, right, Tom? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I made a competitive Zatu as one of the six Pokemon in my party. Um, trying to think who else I went with. I went with a Kingdra. I had the Zatu. I had a Mega Gardevoir. Because I assumed everyone would be using Salamence for it. True, nice. Um, I had 
a standard speed boost Blaziken because it wasn't banned in the tournament. I will go. I'm on record real quick. So I hate speed boost Blaziken. I think it's a it's a travesty because it's now banned. It just I I just I hate it. But continue. Uh. The other two I used, I'm kind of drawing a blank at the moment. But, but but these are nostalgic Pokemon for you, is the point that you're, you're uh, getting at here. For for um, Blaziken, not so much. Same with Gardevoir, but for the Zatu and the Kingdra, those are definitely nostalgic. And when I made the party, Zatu was the specific shoe-in I had that wasn't necessarily the best decision of Pokemon to have in the party. No, Natu's nice, but, Zatu. I mean, it gets magic bounce. It, you, I know you run a trick set on yours, right? Yeah, I, I got a trick sco- choice scarf, uh, Zatu. Uh, Calm Nature, it's got Psychic and Roost, and it's got U-Turn. It's not the fanciest Pokemon ever, but, it, you know, it gets the job mm. done is, uh, bit of a pivot quick um, side question you said psychic you mentioned a psychic do you is there any preference to size shock to be able to hit physically or does that not matter to you uh for zatu specifically i don't think um its attack is strong enough or its back attack is strong enough for it to matter one way or the other okay i just Um, was curious i'm in all honesty if i'm using zatu it's not as a sweeper it's more so as an inconvenience factor for my opponent got you Okay, uh, absolutely. I feel you. And, I was just and, curious, just to, or or people out there in general. Do you just generally prefer Psyshock to Psychic, or you know? Because I don't know. Me personally, I like the dynamic of Psyshock, just being able to use my special attack to hit your defensive stat, and it can catch people off guard. Personally, if I'm running a, a Pokemon like Espeon, and I know we'll get back to the nostalgia stuff in a second, but if I'm running a Pokemon like Espeon. I would, like, if it was a combine set, I'm I'm probably going to run Psyshock. That way, if Blissey wants to come to the party, it's just, well, I'm hitting you physically. Um, but anyways, continue with what you were saying. Uh, I, I think Zatu's got a cool design. And, I mean, a lot of times for the nostalgia factor, uh, we fell in love with a Pokemon because, oh, it was the first, pokemon we caught in a game or oh it was the first pokemon we evolved in a game or oh we saw this really cool episode of the tv show that we've since gone back and watched again on netflix and realized was completely terrible right Uh, but i mean silver came out i was probably 11 or 10 at the time i was a little kid and some of these pokemon were so freaking cool at the time and what some of our younger listeners need to realize is back then the metagame was very different very in gen one psychic ruled the roost yes it did dragon type was not the best type around it was psychic 
Uh, I would say probably with Gen 4 in the physical special split is when dragons started to become more powerful. Yeah, is, and, is dragon special type? Is that was it because it's it was a special type dragon? Um, so dragon, I couldn't make use of that gargantuan attack. If I recall correctly, I don't even think there were overly many dragon type attacks in the first two gens. Was out was outraging attack? I think it was. It was, but I mean, I know like. I seemingly had more attacks than Dragon in Gen okay. One. I'm sure I, you're probably you're right. I'm just I'm just you know I know that dragons are super powerful, uh, like but um, but I, and I know for you you love that Gen Four spec yeah uh, it's... physical split. I mean, you think it was a godsend. And... I think it is, it is a godsend. And, I, and again, I, we've had this conversation. I know what you're referring to. And I've used the word, I think Pokemon would still be prehistoric had it not gone from a type being the determiner between it being special or physical rather than what Gen 4 did, obviously. Every single move was either physical or special. Uh, but back to all the nostalgia uh, do I think it in, do, do I think it impacts my team? I'm gonna go ahead and say it does, and I'm gonna bring up a Pokemon that got a Mega Evolution in Gen Six, and that Pokemon is everybody's favorite Gen One starter, Charizard. Had Charizard not gotten a Mega Evolution and became extremely powerful, and not set up Sun for five turns and be able to just send you to hell with a Fire Blast and Overheat, whatever whatever you want to use in the Sun. Charizard's a Pokemon that's four times weak to Stealth Rock and would never considered to be used ever in the history of Everhood. That's not a word, but I said it. You would never use Charizard because of that four times weakness to Stealth Rock. But it's like, how many people love Charizard? Obviously, it's a mascot. It's on one of the games. And I guarantee you, or two of the games, if you count the remake, and whenever they finally remake it for the third time, which you know they will, and I hope second they do. Second time. Or second time, thank you. Um, Char Everybody loves Charizard, but you just you weren't messing with him pre-Gen 6 because you know that you were losing half your health upon entry. So there are certain Pokemon, like, okay, some people like Pikachu. I personally hate it. I detest Everything about Pikachu, Pikachu is worthless. It's even worthless. with Light Ball. It's worthless. Pikachu has such horrendous stats. Evolve it to Raichu, Ash, idiot. Yeah, I don't understand how. We'll save the whole topic of the TV show as its own episode, but the fact that Ash's Pikachu can lose to three quarters of the Pokemon it faces in the television show is indicative of how bad of a mm. trainer Ash really is. Yeah. If you have a Pokemon for that many years and it's not level hundred, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And I hear you. Obviously they have to write it to where it's competitive. Cause if Pikachu was just level 100 all the time and all the new beginnings, quote unquote, in all these regions, he would just dookie on everything. But I mean, Ash does get decently or, far or in the Pokemon ignore, League. Or he'd ignore because Ash doesn't have enough badges. Yeah. 
But he does get far in the Pokemon League. I don't want to trash Ash, and I know again we're running on a tangent here. I, I I'm I'm not a fan of Ash, but I'm a I guess a tolerator of Ash. Uh, but the whole point is, do I think nostalgia hurts your team building? Unless you like really good Pokemon, like if your favorite Pokemon's Garchomp, obviously nostalgia, like if you were born in, you know, 2000 or maybe like late 90s and you were a six, seven-year-old kid getting into fourth gen and that was your first Pokemon game. Okay, yeah, great. Garchomp's your nostalgia, so you'll just wreck crap with it. But if you were like us that started in Gen 1, Gen 2, yeah, those gens have beast Brolic-type Pokemon, but a lot of those Pokemon, like, some people love Miltank. I mean... Which, Blissey's Miltank is going to be the uh, prize for entrance into the next uh, Pokemon Company-hosted tournament. Really? Yep. That's cool. Miltank's a good Pokemon. It's physically defensive. not Blissey's Miltank. Who's the trainer from... Whitney's Miltank. Whitney. Whitney, sorry. Miltank. I mean, it's it got base 100 speed, so, like, for a wall, it's decently fast. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that Miltank should be overlooked, but at the same time, if I'm going into OU... Again, it all depends on your tier, because if you're going into OU and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to use my nostalgic Pokemon that I love, odds are I'm going to get my ass kicked. I mean, if some guy's running Mega Diancie, um, and just the crew just running through me, like, just gang-raping my ass. I mean, that's what you're, I mean, that, that's what will happen to you in OU. If you're running because you like, um, what's his face? Gramble. You thought that was cool in Gen 2. Good luck in OU, pal! So, I guess this really depends on your tier for me. I don't know. What do you think about that, Jim? I think that you can you can try and use any Pokemon in any tier. It's I I like playing devil's advocate and being creative. Obviously, some Pokemon aren't going to be the best option, but one thing you got to look at for Pokemon is I mean, we just did a survey on the Twitter of would you rather have power or accuracy, flamethrower versus fire blast. Yep. Um, and, I mean, some Pokemon have stronger stats, but some Pokemon have stronger move pools. They're not necessarily going hand in hand. I mean, granted, there are some Pokemon that just seem to have everything going for them. They got the cool appearance. They got the cool uh, typing. They got a nice ability. They got nice stats. And they got a wide variety for their move pool. But outside of the chosen few that fall into that first category, I mean, a lot of people use uh, certain people as their rapid spinners mm-hmm. or their trick users or their uh entry hazard setups there's a million options granted that's an exaggeration but there's a ton of options for everything you can do in the game and if you want to go with a nostalgic option try it. it at the end of the day if it doesn't work you gave it a shot and you know what? 
it may work with a little tinkering or in a lower tier. Um, but there it is. You mentioned it, lower tier. You're not going to compete consistently in OU if you make all your teams based on the Pokemon you like. Again, unless every Pokemon you like is in OU. But again, I and I think both me and Jim have mentioned this on the show. OU's boring. It's this. It was last week's T-shirt. That's great. Yeah, you can run Garchomp and uh, you know how to use the genies. And that that's congratulations for you. Again, here's me clapping. I great. That doesn't impress me, nor does that. Signify you as much. doesn't it signify you as an, an ace trainer in my opinion. Uh, you know you got to get down to the nitty gritty of lower tiers, man, where things are more unpredictable, and that's my whole argument. But again, do I think nostalgia inhibits that ability to an extent? It does, but you better love those Pokemon. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk nostalgic wise, Jim? Uh, I again, it's like anything else it's in moderation it's okay if you're using one lower tier nostalgia pokemon that isn't like three tiers below what you're playing you probably are going to be okay it might not be the best decision you can make for the party but if you're having fun or you're happy with what you're doing that's a better option than just going through the motions and Making an OU team with, oh, uh, a Breloom and a Chansey and a Ferrothorn and Garchomp and Rotom Wash and some Mega that you're picking from OU. I mean, they're all good Pokemon, but let's face it. Sometimes you get sick of eating the same sandwich. I, When I was in second grade, I ate salami sandwiches every day for like four months. To this day, I cannot eat salami without <laughs> other meat on the sandwich. Wow, really? That's interesting. And it's that's Pokemon in a nutshell. I mean, sometimes you can't just keep using the same thing or you're going to get sick of it. It's, Absolutely. It's a lot like people who get sick of dating someone because they get bored of the things they used to love about them. Absolutely. But that's a different issue or problem. That's a whole Um, other conversation. But I actually wanted to give a shout-out to a guy on Twitter, a guy who's been following the show, hitting us up with a couple likes, uh, slowly starting to support. My man Patrick, um, looking up your... Twitter handle here. Sorry, I don't have it just right off the top of my head, but uh, you've been liking our stuff. You've been voting in some of the polls, man. Thank you so much, dude. We really appreciate the support. If you could go tell your friends that love Pokemon about us so we can get their opinions, maybe get them into wanting to battle us. Maybe you want to battle us. I'd love to battle you, Patrick, if you ever wanted to. So, uh, yeah, just a shout out to you, man. Thank you. Also, shout out to Heracross Knight on Twitter. Uh, obviously we've got something in common here with the Heracross in our name. You have Heracross tonight in your name. Uh, so shout out to you, my man. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for holding it down. We really appreciate your support and we hope that you continue to enjoy our content. And if you feel like there's a way that we can improve this content, I mean, shoot me up with an email or hit us up on Twitter. Obviously, you know, the handle my man. So thanks for the follow and we appreciate the support. 
Okay, uh, before we uh, get off the topic of nostalgia, I think we should probably list a few Pokemon we find nostalgic that might not be in the OU tier, but can be used pretty successfully in a mixed tier team. Okay, definitely real quick, and it, but that's and that's at Pat from Palette. I like the name. Twenty nine year old Pokemon fan, husband and coach. Um, you rock, dude. Thank you. All right, yeah. So I thought uh, if you want to keep the nostalgia going, I know for both of us, we both like Sand Slash. Yeah, I like Sand Slash. Great spinner, great stealth rocker. Can, Again, can the guy's pits. got a cool freaking appearance. He does have a cool... I like his shiny, too. The red is sweet. I don't know if I'm familiar with how the shiny Sand Slash looks. I'll Google it real quick. It's cool. It's not elite. It's cool, though. Um, I always... Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I always assumed it was one of those Pokemon that was just a green shiny, because apparently that's the Nintendo version of... We couldn't come up with anything yep. better. Yep. Um, so, um, what's one for you that you like using from probably the earlier gens, or even the newer gens that might not necessarily be the greatest thing since sliced uh, bread? I'll tell you, who do I like? Who was one of those unsung heroes? Because um, there's a lot of them. You know me, I love my... My low-tier stuff. I'm probably leaning... I mean, Gyarados is just my G. That's just that he's just a beast. I love him. I mean, obviously, nostalgia in that perspective. I mean, you're you're doing good if you've got a Gyarados on your roster. But I love Gyarados. I actually posted a photo of a Gyarados I got on Twitter. Got a couple responses to it. I made a Gyarados. I put 252 EVs into HP... 200 in a defense and 52 in a spec D. I ended up having a jolly nature. It's the Lake of Rage Gyarados that you get. The one guaranteed shiny in all of Pokemon. The Gyarados. Uh, and I, I ended up, I went to the IV checker. I looked up on uh, Pokemon Showdown because there's a way where you can see what the stat is at 31 IVs. And then you could change it to whatever level your Gar- your Pokemon is. Uh, so I was able to subtract that to see the stat. It's a hard to explain. It's easy, too long to explain, but it's like easy once you get it. Uh, but it, you know, it has. It, I had 26 or 25, and nothing lower than that in any of the stats. So I felt pretty good about that, and I was just like, you know what, I want to make something of this Gyarados. So I chose to go with Thunder Wave, Rest. Scald and Waterfall, and it's nice because I can Thunder Wave people. Then I have a 50% Paraflinch chance with the 20% coming from Waterfall and the 30 coming from Thunder Wave every turn. And I've got and I've got Resto Chesto, uh, so I have one free heal up uh, via a Chesto Berry, which I like. And then further in the battle, yeah, I might need to rest up again, and I might have to soak up two turns, but. You know what? That Gyarados can still be viable sleeping. I mean, it still has its ability Intimidate, so as you switch in and out to try to burn those sleep turns, or if someone brings in electricity, you know, I still, while I might have a sleeping Gyarados, it's not completely useless. So, I like the set. The Scald, it it does keep burning. Sometimes it takes two, three, but there's sometimes where I get that first turn Scald, and it's like, well... Basically, the idea was I wanted a Will-O-Wisp type move on Gyarados, and that was the closest thing I can get to it. So, 
for those people that commented and shot me suggestions, uh, I appreciate that, man. I, it, it's, a, it's a Pokemon that I love nostalgically. And again, that goes to my whole thing. If your Pokemon that nostalgic that you're nostalgic for are good, obviously you want to build around them. But uh, Gyarados is just one of my favorite Pokemon. So. I, I know you are also a huge fan of Drapion. I said Dredigeon yes, yes. in a cough, but I meant Drapion. I am a huge fan of Drapion. It just the design is just it's so sick, dude. Come on, man. When I saw that when I saw that in fourth gen, just this badass scorpion dude, like are you come on. It's so sweet, dude. It's one of my favorite Pokemon flat out in my top ten, Drapion, dog. Yeah, I I think Drapion's okay. I wouldn't rate it top 10, maybe top 100. Um, That's just me. But, again, I like some of the really weak, unsung heroes of Gen 2. Like, I love me some Politoed. Well, with Drizzle, Politoed's not weak. And I'm not ranking it top ten. I'm just saying it's one of it's my per, one of my, my no, top ten personal favorites in terms no, of its and design. No, I I understand that. I would say it's probably in my top hundred, but it wouldn't be top ten for me. Yeah. Um, I like Quillfish. I like uh, Quillfish too. You've turned me on to Quillfish. I really like Octillery, and I love Delibird, really? which I know. It's not a good Pokemon. But again, I probably played through Gen 2 about 16 times in a two or three year span. It was just so good. And when you get to the end of the game and you battle yourself from the first game, as a little kid, that's one of the coolest things in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but getting to some non-Gen 2 guys, uh, I mean, I like Electabuzz a lot. He was real sweet in Gen 1. I know both of us like Spiritomb. Yeah, I love Spiritomb. Priority Sucker Punch, baby. It's great. Will-O-Wisp. Spiritomb's not exactly the sexiest option in in the pool of Pokemon, but... Spiritomb gets it done. Yes, it does. That's very well said. Um, but, you know what? Let's start talking about some evil lights, though, because that's something I've been itching to talk about. We've talked about a lot of nostalgia now, guys we like. Uh, let's get let's get into some of these evil light Pokemon, because I know in lower tiers, people like to use evil light. Um, and know- there are some Pokemon you can use in higher tiers with evil light. Absolutely. I mean- Chansey's freaking OU. OU because of Evil Light. Porygon 2 is a beast in you. I, I mean, it's Porygon almost like too. you need a knockoff. Yeah, it's one of those Pokemon that, like, unless you have fighting type coverage, you better pray to God you have toxic or knockoff. Otherwise, you are screwed. Um, so those are some interesting, you know, Pokemon that are that we know in the lower tiers. But what about some other guys, some other evil light Pokemon? I've, like I said, I think I've mentioned it in an earlier podcast. I've messed around with Evil Light War Turtle. I know you haven't gotten the opportunity yet, but again, it's a lot of fun and it has utility because of Rapid Spin. So you can't just write off War Turtle and again Scald. So I get lucky, get a first turn burn. All right, if I don't get it in the first turn, I have a 
decent chance of getting a second burn on the on the second turn of getting a burn. Uh, so he's got utility there. Get ice coverage. I could toxic you. Uh, you know, just your standard wall stuff. But you know, if you and I hate to tie it again in a nostalgia. If you loved War Turtle, I mean, you could find a usage for it because of Evilite. Uh, for mid years, I like using Gloom and Poliwhirl. Do you? I I don't currently have a Gloom, but I do have a Poliwhirl, and Poliwhirl's pretty sick. It's actually got a pretty large move pool for. Um, does it really? What does it have? Tier Pokemon. Uh, it gets access to Attract and Belly Drum. You got Blizzard and Bulldoze. Mm. Uh, double slap, double edge, earthquake, focus punch, hail, um, hydro pump, hypnosis, ice beam, ice punch, mega kick, mega punch, metronome if you're feeling saucy, (laughs) power up punch, protect, psychic, the list goes on and on, it's, it's a very versatile, versatile, I should say, mid-level Pokemon. I mean, its stats are nothing impressive, but sometimes the move pool is almost as important as the stats. I absolutely agree with that. A move pool is everything. I mean, there there are Pokemon that can't remain relevant because they lack... Uh, you know, diversity and what they can do offensively. Uh, I'll tell you a guy I like, uh, and it's a little bit of an unsung here. I've been using a lot of Arcanine, really. So I'd really like to see what it would be like to slap a, a an Evil Light on a Growlithe, roll Intimidate Growlithe and NU. I still don't know if Evil Light's banned from PU. I, if, 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 if someone could tweet us the answer to that, I'd love to know because I, I, I don't do a lot of or I'm sorry, not PU, Little Cup, if Evil Light's banned in Little Cup, because, man, imagine running Growlithe with Intimidate and Little Cup with uh, Extreme Speed, Will-O-Wisp, Morning Sun, Flare Blitz. I mean, this thing could be a powerhouse, and you can put some serious bulk onto this guy if you have an Evil Light. And I can heal myself with Morning Sun. It's just, It just smells like it has a recipe for success in those extreme lower tiers. Sounds like it would be fun to use. I know uh, a lot of people like Blaziken. You can use a uh, speed boost Combustion. Yeah. That's see, that's cool. That that's when speed boost is cool. Not so much. Okay, I'm gonna rape you with Blaziken now, but okay, I'm using a Combustion and it has speed boost, and Combustion's not overpowering you, so like you can still take it out. It's not like it should be banned, but that's a fun, cool little ability. Yeah, and give it an evil light. I, I like that, Jim. Didn't you? You also mentioned off podcast maybe Evil Light Hippopotas. Yeah. You like Hippopotas? What do you like about him? Hippo Hippopotas and Hippo Don are. First off, they remind me of having to find every freaking unknown in Gen Four. That was a nightmare. Just saying, because. Didn't you have to go through that cave that got progressively longer by how many unknowns you had? I honestly don't remember. It's been that long for me. 
I keep telling you, you gotta go back and play yeah, Platinum. It's I awesome. Know. I know. I do have to go back. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that uh, Gen Four is the next remake, not Gen One, um, or do it combined. I think they will do Gen One just because the DS is still relatively decent aesthetically, whereas the the last remake of the original you're talking about it on a, on a 16 bit Game Boy Advance. So uh, I I think they'll hold out till the 25th anniversary. Yeah, maybe the only time will tell. But Hippopodas does get Sandstream, so if you wanted to do some lower tier Sandstorming. Uh, that 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 remains viable for you as well. Um, what are anything? Any thoughts on uh, Evil Light Star? You, I know I, I, we were talking about that off podcast. I don't know how relevant that would be, but I don't know how relevant Star You is. But I have jokingly tried uh, Evil Light Slowpoke before in like really, and you are you and. It's not that great, but at the same time, it's actually pretty satisfying. I bet it would be. I mean, what are you running on that thing? It's one of those things. I used it on Showdown. I haven't actually bred one, so it's pretty much whatever move pool I decide I want to run with at that point in time. But it... It's a it's a saucy little mod. Mm-hmm. It sounds much. It sounds like it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, it, it has its abilities are pretty solid. I think it has the same three as um, Slow King. Um, yeah, it, I know it gets Regenerator. Is that what you're using? Yeah, it's got the same three as both Slowbro and Slow King. It's got Oblivious, Own Tempo, and Regenerator. And those are all three pretty solid abilities to have. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I I would definitely that, that's something I because I have a slow king and I have a uh, a slow bro and I I love using both of them. So I, yeah, that's something that I would definitely want to mess around with. Other evil light Pokemon. Obviously, we've mentioned evil light Pharaoh Seed. Evil like Tentacruel, Tentacool. I know that's an, also a constant theme on the show. Uh, I don't know how vi- again how viable it would be. Just something that I thought off off the top of my head. Um, I'm looking at some other guys here. Maybe Evil Light. You've mentioned Evil Light Murkrow. Is that really a thing? I've seen one or two playing before. Not very prevalent. I mean. I used to play online quite a bit, so you have to consider that I've seen a lot of stuff playing mm-hmm. online, um, but I wouldn't exactly say it's anything special, but then again, it's not something that's going to be your overbearing downfall. Mm-hmm. And again, it... it if you're nostalgic to Murkrow, why the hell not? There it is. There's that word nostalgia. Say it, Jim. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Uh, what about what about Evilite Matang? I'm looking at a gargantuan hundred base defense and a really usable eighty spec defense. So combining that steel psychic typing uh, with an Evilite. 
I don't think I'd use uh, Matang with Eviolite. Really? I think I would do a Solvester Choice Scarf. But if I recall correctly, Matang doesn't have the best move pool. Why would you run a Salt Vest over Evil Light? I I'm just spitting ideas off the top of okay. my head. I'm not act, I'm not actively looking at Matang. So okay, no, I'm just saying because it gets because with the Evil Light you'll get a boost in D and Spec D, and you can still use non-damaging moves. Whereas an Assault Vest locks you into non-damaging moves, or you you can't use them, and it, and it only boosts your Spec D. Uh, so at that point, it's just better value probably to roll with um, Evilite. But it does have a decent move pool. I mean, it, 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 it's it got some stuff. I know you said I have it in front of me and you don't, so you were just working off the top of your head. But it gets Grass Knot. It, it, it can run Agility, Thunder Punch. It gets Stealth Rock, Iron Head. It gets Icy Wind. Uh, if you wanted a lower speed, which is interesting, gets dynamic punch. If you were feeling frisky, it can self-destruct, kind of like what you mentioned with Muck. It has an ability to just blow up. There's things here that Matang can do. It gets Shadow Ball, uh, Psychic, Dual Screens. I like it. I like I like Evil Light Matang. That that maybe that's something I would consider. Clear body too, so people can't lower your stats. So if someone just hits you with Shadow Ball, you never have to worry about a Spec D drop or something like that, an Intimidate. Yeah. Also, I mean, a lot of the Pokemon that are in higher tiers, their mid-form could do pretty decent as an Eviolite Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Fletchinder could do all right. Um... Dragonair's okay. I know. I've got an evil light Dragonair. Yeah, it's not the best thing in the world. Same with Scyther, but they're not completely outclassed. I'm just a fan of Dragonair. I was breeding Dragonites, and I was just like, I also just want a Dragonair. Just kind of like how Lance had. He led things off with that Dragonair. Um, I I also know that Golbat. Is very yes, viable. I have an evil light. That that. Thank you for mentioning that. I don't know how that slipped my head, uh, my mind. I have evil light Golbat, and it's great with Roost with Taunt. I run Confuse Ray online again. I don't understand why Confuse Ray is put into the non-useful category move in in Pokemon Showdown. It's it's got viability. Hurting yourself and being able to get free turns. That's huge in a singles meta game. Uh, I don't understand why people sleep on it, but yeah, great point about um, Golbat. It's very viable with Evilite. Uh, I know uh, Rachel likes Ponyta. Yeah, she uses the Rapidash, though. She doesn't really mess around with Ponyta. Yeah. Um, what was the one I was just thinking of? What about Evil Light Onyx? Is that a thing? Probably not. No. I I actually bred one in-game, and it... Onyx is just terrible. It did not end well. uh, Wow. It's a shame. I love Onyx. I put it online, but granted, that was way earlier in my... uh, What about Evil Light Gabite? And I know you made the point again... 
any of these high level but mid tier forms be, are going to be viable with Evil Light. Uh, but it gets rough skin, so but you know that's interesting there. Uh, that's something that I you know you could consider as a core member of your party. Looking at some Two. fourth gen guys. You said Magnemite, right? Did you bring that up? No, Magneton. Magnet. Excuse me. How could I be? Yeah, Magneton. But two, two I actually like as far as um, Eviolite from Gen One are um, Clefairy. Okay, is a beast. That's with a Eviolite. that's a good pick actually with uh, Magic Guard. And... Yeah, Clefairy is just the bomb. And hold on, what was the second one? Do, do, I wonder do, if Rhyperior, or, or I'm sorry, Rhydon with an evil light is interesting. I've I've seen people use it. It's it's good. Wouldn't run it myself. I was never a Rhydon fan. Um, but it's not one of those Pokemon that's outclassed when you're using the step down from it. I mean, what maybe I... maybe Evil Light in Sand, you get an Evil Light boost to your Spec D, and then Sand boosts your Spec D again because you're Rock type. Then maybe you're just kind of a mixed tank that can just hit really hard. I mean, I wouldn't build around that, but these are cool, fun things to think about. I mean, I would try it on Showdown, um, and if um, I liked it, maybe I would breed it, actually. You I know what it? I was thinking of. Who? Evil Light Haunter. Ooh. It's, it's very peculiar to use it it's one of those pokemon you need to understand how to use it very well in order to use it effectively but if you can use it well it almost has as much viability in uh higher tiers gengar Granted, i mean i would start thinking what what are you using there maybe will-o-wisp because if i'm running some sort of evil light to boost my d if you're gonna come be a physical attacker in my face i can will-o-wisp you then you talk about that confuse ray maybe being viable again because i'm getting residual damage but i'm evil light so now you're losing turns you're hurting yourself and then there's burn damage and then i can shadow ball like, what would you use on, a, on, a, on an evil like Gengar, or excuse me, Haunter? Because that sounds um, cool to me, personally. I mean, I don't expect it to sit there and absorb hits all day, but in conjunction with the Will-O-Wisp and other moves, like, it, it, could, it could maybe take a hit, an extra hit and for an extra I, turn. I have, when I've used Haunter competitively, I have used it specifically as a... Uh, wall drainer so like to kill a blissey you can, give it, you can give it curse and pain split and mean look and shit like that destiny bond hmm. i mean the nice thing about using haunter is you can trap pokemon and it's got the destiny bond and you're not always going to put it in the move set, but if someone's knowledgeable enough, they're going to be hesitant to try and kill the Haunter because they may assume that you're actually running Destiny Bond that turn because Haunter doesn't exactly have the greatest defenses on Earth, but 
you're not using the Haunter for its defense is you're using it for its intangible values of its move pool. And which, the uh, evil that, light, what is the, so then the, the evil light's job is just for what? Maybe that extra hit? I survived that extra one hit, maybe two? Because again, you said if the defense isn't there, but maybe if a wall attacks you with like a scald, or maybe you get flamethrowered by a blissey, that evil light will, coming from something that has such putrid offensive stats, that evil light will allow you to soak those up relatively well. No, I mean, again, not every Evil Light Pokemon I would use Evil Light on. Haunter is, isn't is one of those go-tos where it's a gar- guaranteed shoo-in that Evil Light's the hold item I give it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can definitely run it with it, but I looking at its defenses, it's base 45 and base 55. What about what about Evil Light Togetic? What are your thoughts on that in lower tiers with the Serene Grace and Air Slash combo that makes Pokemon truly quiver in their boots? What Pokemon wears boots? Oh, I don't know why I said that. These boots are made for walking. And that's just what I'll do. Yes, sir. So, But seriously, uh, uh, you, would you consider Togi- him... I actually used Togetic uh, in Gen 2 and in Gen 3. Really? Yeah, I loved using Togetic. Um, And then the revelation of Togekiss came around and completely made Togetic irrelevant. Thank God for that evolution. But if you wanted to use it with Evilite, I mean, could you? Yeah, you could. I wouldn't use it in OU tier. I don't think Togetic has the resistance and stats to handle itself in an OU tier. It does have the fairy typing, though. Or is it just normal? I thought it got fairy typing. It's fairy flying. Okay. So it's got five weaknesses, two immunities... And four resistances. Okay. But it's weak to electric, ice, poison, rock, and steel. Uh, For a Pokemon such as Togetic, now that I actually have its stats up, you could pull it off. Its speed is abysmal, and so is its HP, but its defenses are actually pretty alright. It's 85 and 105, but HP is 55, attack 40, speed 40. Yeah, that's that's not terrible. You want to, you know, here's another guy that I thought was interesting, and I think would be a great candidate for an evil light stone, and that's Lickitung. Honestly, I look at these stats: 90 HP, 75 defense, 75 spec D, uh, 60 special attack. Um, I would personally run an Evilite set. I'd boost my defense, Spec D, and, I mean, look at the coverage you get. No, you someone sees a Lickitung, you think they're expecting Ice Beam, you think they're expecting Thunderbolt, Solar Beam, if you've got Sun, uh, Shadow Ball, Flamethrower, Fire Blast, uh, Bulldoze, 
uh, Rock Slide, Dragon Tail. Um, there's a lot of things you can do here. Uh, muddy water, so it gets it gets surfed too. I don't think it gets scald, unfortunately. Another yes, great. Yes, it does not get scald. Another great one's Gligar. Uh, yeah, definitely. Gligar is a good one. But back to Lickitung for a second. I could use Toxic if there's things that I can't break through. Because obviously with coverage like that and a low special attack stat, I'll be relying on super effective dam uh, uh, super effective coverage to get good damage. So if there's just something that's just so bulky that I can't mess around with it, I'll, I'll just Toxic you. Uh, there's a lot of things that Lickitung can do. And with an Evilite Stone, I, I think it could be viable in an NU tier. I would use him as a core member. I really would. As an aside note, Lickalicky is one of the ugliest later gen evolutions for a, pre <laughs> a previous gen Pokemon. I feel you. I don't mind it, but I see why somebody would say that. It's freaking Stupid looking. It does. It, it has a decent hidden ability in Cloud Nine, but most it, of its abilities are terrible, actually. Uh, it same with Tangrowth. Tangrowth. Ob Oblivious isn't bad. I mean, own tempo, Oblivious, and Cloud Nine. I think Tangrowth's pretty viable. It's got a solid defense. Are you talking about its viability or its design? Its design. I oh, mean, okay. I still don't even really mind the design that much. I guess. I just think Tangela looks cool. I'm sorry. I feel you. I feel you. Ta Tangela was actually the first shiny Pokemon I had other than the Red Gyarados, which mm -hmm. was probably everyone's first shiny. Right. Um, I had actually uh, traded someone a bunch of Pokemon and vice versa to hatch eggs and, and like forgot about the eggs and found the box like a year later went back and one of them was a shiny tangela really that, like, flipped out it was pretty cool i still have the thing was in uh i want to say it was in soul silver i'm looking at i'm looking at shiny oh wow it's green that's right it's got that more jungle green instead of that bluish teal green i like shiny yeah it's sweet dude Tangela is normally blue. Right. Yeah, that's why it's a teal, like a teal blue green. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it gets Regenerator, Leaf Guard. Would you use Evil Light Tangela? The stats just aren't there. 115 defense. 100. Oh, wait. Am I looking at. Uh, who am I looking at? No, I'm looking at Tangela. Tangela has a 115 defense. You put an Evilite on him? Oh, my God. And it has a 100 base special attack. I mean, that's usable. I might have to seriously consider Evilite Tangela. Sleep Powder, Stun Spore, Knock Off? I'm very hesitant to use any weak-type grass Pokemon. I, for me, grass and bug probably more so grass i just it's the one type i'm very gun shy to use the thing with grass though and i get it doesn't absorb a lot and it doesn't hit a lot but because water is just so prevalent everybody runs water that that's what makes grass relevant i 
one one of the things we're going to talk about in a future episode, it might be the next one, might be a few down the road. It's actually going to be a special episode is our hopes and expectations for Gen 7 and commentary. Yeah, we're definitely going to start talking some Gen 7. Yeah, we're going to have a Gen 7 exclusive episode prior to E3. And we'll probably have more than one before the games come out, but the first one's going to be relatively soon. One of the things that I'm going to be talking about is... I would love it if they introduced some more types or another type again that maybe made grass and bug a little more relevant. Absolutely, and we'll talk about those sorts of things in the future. And and I want actually, I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to wrap up the show here now soon. But again, I I, I want to talk about Gen Seven because that it's starting to gain in popularity. I know I'm hyped for it. You're hyped for it. And we'll continue to provide, you know, stuff about the 6th gen metagame because that's not going anywhere, but, uh, or at least for the next couple months. Uh, and we'll continue the metagame talk, but we definitely want to start talking about some Gen 7. Also, we talked about it earlier in the show. We're going to start giving away some shiny Pokemon. We might throw up a little poll about which shiny you'd want. Or we might just throw it on there. But again, we're trying to increase the community, the opinions, the debate, the just the brotherhood and you know of of the, in the community and togetherness of Pokemon. So if you want one of these Pokemon that we're giving away, just follow us on Twitter, retweet the posts, obviously, which is a standard procedure. And, and, invite some friends. Yeah, I and invite, and we can give you extra chances to win if you invite. Right? We're yeah, we're we're all a big community. We wanna. We want to get to know everyone who is in the know in the community, who loves the game, who loves the franchise. I mean, at the end of the day, this is fanfare. We're we do this because we love this. This exactly. is not this is not a job yeah. for us. I'm I mean, not getting I'd paid. Be I'd... If I get paid for yeah, it. Yeah, I'll never get paid not. for this. I just I love Pokemon and I just want to experience it with other people. It so this is one of those things you it just feels right to do this. It's it's a fun topic. We love talking about it. We love meeting people and talking about experiences from the games in the in-game metagame and talking about playing in the post-game metagame. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we want to talk about down the road is that there are some of these Pokemon that are viable but in the in-game metagame which is its own thing absolutely Um, but for today i think that's about it yeah Um, we're gonna wrap this up um is there anything you wanted to say jim uh, i just want to give a shout out tomorrow is my mother's (laughs) birthday happy birthday no no telling how old she is i i'm not that stupid but uh, happy birthday, Mom. Love you to death. And uh, unfortunately, I'm working tomorrow, but the day after we're doing some stuff. So I'm looking forward to spending some quality time with her and uh, looking forward to some quality uh, chat with uh, fan base, uh, talking to people on Twitter where 
just trying to finish up the Facebook page to get it just right. We want to get a tournament in soon. We're doing a giveaway. We're hoping to do more than one giveaway and more than one tournament. And we're hoping to do a giveaway from the tournament. Uh, and we, uh, we had mentioned earlier that we were going to consider having people appear on the show and contribute opinions. When we talk about Gen 7, uh, we have someone who's going to be joining us on the show. His name's Jeff. So uh, look forward to tuning into that. That's going to be a special episode. It's not going to be as prevalent on our metagame opinions than the regular episodes are. Can't wait to have Jeff on, and thank you for that, Jim. Uh, very well said. So that's going to do it for us here on the Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast. Again, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, go ahead and do so at Pod. Again, we're going to have some giveaways. We want to interact with you guys. Next week, we'll be talking some Gen 7, as Jim so eloquently stated. And uh, we hope to hear from you guys. So... For Tom Jude, for Jim Vaca, this was the Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast, and we will see you here next time.